Joseph Mendoz. Uh, I'm here with another video for virtualsheetmusic.com. Um, I uh, wanted to do a video on uh, the Dots Hour Etudes, actually, the first volume of the 112 studies uh, for cello. Um, I think that this first volume is really, really valuable for a couple reasons. Um, each etude, with the possible exception of um, I would say five or six of them in, in the first book. I don't find them terribly useful, um, but most of them have a very, very specific technical uh, uh, aspect to them. Uh, they address um, one particular thing very, very, very well and kind of almost repetitively throughout the etude, but not in a way that makes it boring to practice. In my opinion, they're very interesting uh, uh, harmonically, and, and some of them are actually quite uh, musically deep and satisfying. Um, that these etudes, uh, at least with some of my students, get a little bit of a bad reputation. Um, uh, some of my students feel like that they're uh, a little bit boring or a little bit, you know, uh, well boring. Um, but largely it has to do with how you practice them and how you view them. If you view them with uh, enthusiasm and with, with the right spirit, uh, you can play them um, and practice them in the correct way. Now there's one in particular I'd like to highlight today. Um, it's uh, number 11, I believe. Um, it's, uh, it, it, it goes a little bit like this. Anyway, it's largely a string crossing exercise, as you can see. Um, uh, we want to practice making sure that we get these string crossings very, very smooth. Now, this is something I talked about a little bit in... Um, my, uh, in fact, the very first video I did for virtualsheetmusic.com, um, uh, the, the video on uh, uh, the first box suite, you know, the... Um, we talked about getting the string crossings very, very smooth and exploring this space between the strings. And basically we want to be doing this here as well. We don't want it to sound... have a string crossing, we slap it. We want to avoid that completely and try to get this as smooth as we can. Um, now there's another aspect to this as well. We want to make sure that we're doing every single bow change, every single change of bow from down to up or up to down with the maximum amount of smoothness. Uh, so we want to be listening for this. Now this is something uh, that um, it's, I know there's a differences of opinion on how to achieve this. Um, it's, it's my uh, belief and feeling that uh, the bow change is something that is best done by the fingers and the fingers alone. So you can think of it like this, that when the bow gets to the end of a bow, or you get to the end of a bow and then you want to change, that your fingers need to be the ones doing the change. Um, this, the smaller uh, uh, the smaller joints are best suited to these kinds of things, to do these things very smoothly. But it, for example, if I try to do it from the shoulder, if I keep everything here locked and I don't move it at all, and I do it from the shoulder, you can hear it's, there's a little bit of a click at, at the bow change and it's not very smooth. The reason for this just has to do with the uh, um, I, I, I'm probably going to misquote poor Isaac Newton here, but, but one, one of his laws of motion that has something to do with um, uh, the relationship between uh, mass and movement, that you know, when you have something moving in, uh, in, one, in one direction and you need it to change direction, you need a large amount of energy to get that 
large mass moving in the other direction. Now this is why I try to use the smallest amount of mass to do this change as possible. Uh, because that means it's going to be the easiest to control. It's going to be the, 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 uh, the most effective at getting this change of direction to happen smoothly. So that's why you'll see me in this answer doing... I'll demonstrate in the etude one more time. And the rest of the etude progresses like that. Now, Another kind of basic uh, uh, fundamental idea that we need to grasp here is the dynamics in this etude. You can hear I'm doing very subtle crescendo and diminuendo as I go up and as I go down. This is written into the etude in, in most editions, I hope. So this D is louder than the first D. making sure that that really comes out. And I always find personally that in order for dynamics to really come out, I need to be thinking of them on a very large scale. I need to be exaggerating them as much as I possibly can. Um, so, so I think that's important too, just to kind of start off with, with that idea in your brain. Um, then to actually accomplish this, um, I, I think we, uh, I don't remember in what video that was actually, maybe it was a Bow Fundamentals video. Um, uh, I, I talked a little bit about the arc of the bow, um, that, that the bow actually, that you need to feel that, that, that the bow comes up as you approach the tip like this in order to really sustain. And a crescendo has almost everything to do with this. Um, a, a crescendo, the only things we're going to manipulate past actually doing that and kind of exaggerating that even more is uh, uh, accelerating the bow speed. A little bit. And I think you'll see that when I when I'm doing this. You'll see, I suddenly use a lot more bow uh, when I when I want to play a little bit louder. But this goes along with the this playing on these little curves. curves go along with it because if you just increase the bow speed but you're not really kind of lifting on, on every down bow, uh, lifting meaning you know this elevation change here, if you're not doing that every time and you increase the bow speed you'll just get this. The bow will be slipping instead of, instead of getting really solid good, good quality sound. Now later on in the say there are some interesting things to do with the left hand. I know I've been talking about the bow uh, only. Uh, uh, um, uh, let's see if, if I can remember where. Yeah, starting here. There, of course, we have a shift, so you can work on your shifting. And it's the same things we talked about in the shifting video, um, uh, making sure that your thumb is really, really free, and making sure that that finger is releasing before you actually move. Uh, that's really important too, uh, to make sure that the finger is not 
hear that big slide. Now here, when we start to have these E flats and B flats, this is where you actually want to make sure that your first finger is really free. I, I'm not a big fan of leaving fingers down uh, that, that aren't in use. Uh, I think I have this in common with, with the, um, uh, the, the late, uh, great Hungarian cellist Janos Starker. Um, he taught this as well, uh, to, to never leave fingers down uh, when, they're, uh, when they're not being used. And I think this is really important for intonation um, because there's always something that you can be doing with another finger to get ready to play the next note. So, so when I play that F, for example, and I get to here, you'll see I'm able to freely go back. If I, if I started like this, now I kind of need to pinch back. You see, I need, I need to do that kind of move. And it could end up being clunky. You know, you could do that uh, and if you practice it a lot, but this way doesn't require much practice. And you can see as I go through this passage how much my first finger is really staying up. Sorry. distance, I'm, I'm making it feel like it's not a large distance because I'm starting with that first finger up. If it's here, this is when I'm going to squeeze and do something like that. But then it makes it really easy to get to that position, to get to that note, if I start in this position. try playing through the whole thing for you. Hopefully this will go pretty well and I'll be able to demonstrate a lot of these things uh, in this etude. show you everything in that etude. Um, 
uh, uh, but th there's even more things to work on, such as just the beauty of your sound and making sure that you're applying vibrato in the, in the right way uh, and making it sound really musical and, and as poetic as possible. So I think if you're focused on doing all of those things, um, you'll have uh, a lot of success uh, with this etude. Um, and I hope you discover more of these uh, Dots Hour etudes, which uh, you can find um, on the, the Virtual Sheet Music uh, website um, uh, for, for purchase. And uh, yeah, I, I hope you enjoy these. I hope you learn to love them as I did and as I continue to do. Uh, um, and uh, so enjoy. And I will uh, 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 look forward to seeing your comments. Uh, and uh, once again, this, is, this has been Joseph Bendos uh, with a, a video for virtualsheetmusic.com.